Welcome to Choir Talks. Thank you for joining me today. I've been reading a nonfiction book uh, right now. It's, it's in the fantasy genre. And if you read any fantasy, uh, it seems there's always a sword of power. Um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy is full of them. There's Sting, the sword that belonged to Frodo that uh, they glowed whenever an enemy was near. And there's Anduril. Uh, which helped Aragorn uh, summon a ghost army at one point. And then there's Glamdring uh, that Gandalf could store lightning in and use against enemies. Pretty cool if you're into that sort of thing. Well, anyway, in my Bible reading this week, I'm reading in the book of Hebrews, and I came across the original sword of power. So listen to this verse, Hebrews chapter 4. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. The word of God is a sword? Well, the author of Hebrews here is tying into something that we also see in the book of Revelation. John, as he is writing down the vision that he sees, gives a description of Jesus as he sees him. Listen to part of that description. In his right hand, he had seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword. So out of his mouth, that, that would represent like the words that he speaks, right? So same, same metaphor here going between, between uh, John and the writer of Hebrews. All right, so if this is a sword of power, then what is the power which is in the sword of the Word of God? Well, there's four descriptors here. Listen to them again. For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So here's, here's the superpowers of this sword. First of all, it's alive. Um, it, uh, Isaiah 40, chapter, uh, chapter 40, verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God uh, lives forever. So this word of God is alive. It's not just an ancient book written by ancient people to other ancient people. It, it is a book that is just as applicable to us as it was back then and throughout every generation. The word of God is, is living. It's, it's also living in the sense that, that Jesus was given the title of the Word of God. He who is the eternal uh, one now, the ever-living one, Jesus, is the Word of God. There's a stern warning from Psalm 95 that the writer of Hebrews quotes just before he gives you the verse that I just read you. And uh, that quote is this. He says, Today, if you hear his voice, or in other words, his word, do not harden your hearts. He, he is giving a warning um, based on uh, remembering the children of, of the Hebrews who were freed from slavery in Egypt and are wandering through the desert on their way to the promised land, and yet they're prevented from going into the promised land because they heard the word of the Lord, but they disobeyed. They disregarded the word of the Lord, and it had disastrous consequences. They were not allowed to go to the land that they were promised. So the author of Hebrews gives us the same warning uh, that we need to recognize the word of God is alive. And if we hear it, we need to not harden our hearts to it, but obey it. All right. Here's the second superpower, if you will. The word of God is active. The word of God changes things and, and it changes us. 
Have you ever been reading through something in the Bible and all of a sudden a particular verse just like jumps off the page at you? You're, you're reading along and all of a sudden you see yourself there in, in a verse or you see something that just feels so specific to whatever you're going through or something that God has been teaching you. Um, the Word of God is, is active. It is it, through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Father is, is speaks to us as we read this Word. So it, it is active in our lives. If, if you are a believer and you have the Holy Spirit in your heart, in your life, you know what I'm talking about. You surely have had that same experience. It goes on to say um, that the Word of God penetrates. Remember that part about penetrating between uh, soul and spirit and, and joints and marrow? The Word of God uh, goes beyond the facade that we wear on the outside and penetrates to our true self. It goes deep into who we are. It says it divides our thoughts and our attitudes. It touches and and, uh, lays bare our ambitions and our motives. Um, Someone has said when we read the Bible, it will read us. When we read the Bible, in other words, um, it will open our hearts to see what's truly there. Uh, it goes on, the fourth superpower, it goes on to say that the Word of God judges. Uh, it, it shows us who we are. It can show us who we are as the children of God, but on the other side, it can also show us the sin that is in our lives, the things that are where we're missing the mark um, that, that God has for us. And the, the next verse confirms that. It goes on to say that nothing is hidden from God's sight. We are laid bare and must give an account to Him. That's pretty scary stuff, right? Well, here's the good news. We have help. We have someone to speak on our defense. When the Word of God opens up and shows us the sin in our life, we have someone who is our advocate, someone who gives us access to God's grace and His mercy, even though we are sinners. Here's the next set of verses. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That's an awesome uh, promise. That's an awesome set of verses there. In fact, it's too awesome for us to just brush over today. Maybe we'll come back to that next week. Um, But I want you to hear this part of it. God's word penetrates us for the purpose of bringing healing to us. Just like a surgeon may cut with a scalpel to uh, remove a cancerous tumor. God's word uh, points out the sin cancer that is in our lives for the sake of healing us from that sin sickness that all of us have. And at his hand, we find grace and mercy there, as that scripture says, at the throne of God. So what's the takeaway? That Bible that's on your shelf or the Bible app that's on your phone, it's powerful. Ignoring it is the same mistake that the Israelites made when they were set free from slavery and yet didn't reach what was promised for them. Let the words of that active living sword pierce you uh, because it's going to change you for God's glory and for your good. 
in Psalm, uh, in, the, in the book of Psalms, there's a, a whole psalm. It's the longest psalm, uh, Psalm 119, that is just dedicated to the Word of God. I encourage you to read that in your quiet time when you get a chance. But here's a verse from it that you could use as a prayer. He says, Open my eyes that I may see the wonderful things in your Word. Read the Word today. Have a great day.